0: Welcome to the Rural Sales Show with my dad and host Sinjin Craner. Each week, my dad interviews people who you can learn from like sales and marketing experts, authors and performance coaches to help you and your rural sales team get to the next level. Oh, and make sure you subscribe or rate us on iTunes so you can buy me a motorbike. And now here's my dad. (laughs) Well, this week, my friends, we speak to a very uh, a very powerful powerlifter and world champ by the name of Jess Hanara. Uh, Jess is born and bred in Hawke's Bay, so forgive the uh, um, nepotism or the colloquialism and, and staying local, but um, Jess is very much uh, someone that I admire and have respected for a very long time. Um, And I wanted to get her on because I wanted to talk to her about what's made her successful as a world champion powerlifter. Some of her rituals, systems, uh, how she uses structure, how she uses visualization um, to perform at her very best. And um, she's also uh, a personal trainer uh, and a gym instructor and obviously a uh, national and world champ to boot. So she knows what she's talking about, and um, I think you'll really enjoy this one because if you're a sales manager particularly uh, or responsible for training and coaching teams, um, Jess has got some real, um, really good uh, insights to share with you about how to get the very best out of your team and, and the traits and the attributes, the specific traits and attributes you need to be looking for. So, yeah, this is a real good one. There's a lot of kind of sporting metaphor, a lot of sports psychology in this one. And uh, as always, uh, listen and learn, and most importantly, apply. So enjoy this, and we'll head over to Jess. This week we've got uh, Jess Harare here, who is a world champion powerlifter and a very good friend of mine. And she's actually here in the office with me, which is kind of weird because most of the time I'm like peering at people through a Zoom window. But she's here, and um, she'll just beat me up if I if I don't mm-hmm. behave. So um, disclaimer: Jess is also my PT here at the gym. Um, I've had the privilege of knowing Jess for whoo, I can chain for about five years now ish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I pay her. She doesn't pay me. That's right. And yeah, it uh, hasn't fired me so far as a client, so but we're, we're going okay. So just welcome. Welcome Thank to the
1: show.
0: You, hey, um, so for the listeners, why don't you tell us a wee bit about who you are, where you come from? You know, I know you're very humble and I know you find it very hard to stuff. So you, tell us about some of your accolades, just sort of Pitch yourself to the listeners so they know, they've know they got a picture of who you are okay. and what you're about.
1: Um, so, yeah, as Sin said, my name's Jess from Hawke's Bay, born and bred. Um, have always, always been into some kind of sport. Always wanted to dance with the Royal New Zealand Ballet. Wow. Did not know that. Yep. I did two summers with the Royal New Zealand Ballet and then left home, and it turns out it's quite expensive to fund by yourself. Mm. So flag that. Got married early and had children early, early. Yeah. So, our youngest is 21. Um, and then, when she was old enough, I found myself again, yeah. got into the gym, worked at the gym at peak here for a year, Studied to become an instructor for Liz Mills, started doing CrossFit.
0: Yeah. We'll have said word. So okay, can, we can we say whisper it. it. It's great for chiropractors, I think. Yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And turns out, didn't like this much. But like the weightlifting aspect of it. Um and so, so tell us more about the weightlifting, because that's
0: obviously your your part I love too.
1: the so Why you do so, you love it? Um so yeah, I do powerlifting. Yeah. So I have represented New Zealand three times, part of the New Zealand powerlifting team. I like it because it's just me. Mm. I'm the only one responsible. Mm. Um when I go out there, if I muck it up, I don't have to rely on anyone else it's my fault if I muck it up yeah so it's all on me whereas in team sports which I played but that was more for fun I just enjoyed that um and I think probably every other sport that I've done has like with ballet I swum oh, it's all on me mm. yeah I don't want to look like a dickhead when I get on the platform or mm. when I was dancing on stage or you know mm. swimming competitively
0: mm.
1: I had to pull finger
0: so you love solo sports
1: pretty much I think yeah and, and why is that just because I didn't have to depend on anyone else to win. Where does that come from? I don't know. Mm. don't know. Mum and Dad were always really sporty. They played, Mum and Dad were really good competitive squash players. I don't know where it came from. It's mm. just something I've always, I think in my everyday life in general, I rely on me. And I don't know if that's being a mum and a mm. wife. It's like, mm. I'll just do it myself. Yeah. Um. Did it have much to do with your the way your parents brought you up as well,
0: like that whole independence streak? Or, oh, absolutely. I've always known you to be very independent. Yeah, but even
1: things like, and I know it may have been the the time, the, the era, like, you know, to get myself to dancing, I had to get to myself to dancing. I had to bike to dancing or walk to dancing, into swimming and stuff. But mm. everyone had to win at that time, mm. which is only a couple of years ago when mm. I was a teenager, mm. not too long ago. Only a few years Only right? a few years, yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. But you had to, you just did it because mm. you weren't you didn't rely on it terribly, you didn't rely on your parents. I mean sometimes yourself. yeah. I mean you know patience.
0: maybe times times change, but maybe doff out to your parents like in terms of that um you know, that independence and and getting your shit sorted and getting out of house yeah. on your own and everything else. So tell us more about the powerlifting because you've been over in Singapore. You've, you've, you've
1: yep, in, yeah, I've competed overseas a couple of times. Uh, you're in your class now, aren't you? Where are you? Yeah, so sit? when you compete, um, you compete against your age class and your weight class.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so currently I am New Zealand champ, Oceania champ, and have four world records that I got at our nationals yeah. last year. Can
0: you tell us about, tell us about this? Cause I, you know, when you try to get me to bench press, mm-hmm. you might laugh at me, but tell us what you do deadlift. Give, yep. the, give the listeners a bit of context. So the, the level that you perform at
1: powerlifting is opposed to weightlifting. Weightlifting is what the Olympics have, yeah. Um, which is way more dynamic. And I started doing that
0: mm.
1: and they tear those movements terrified me. Yeah. Um, so Got into powerlifting. I think I like the structure of it, the structure of the training. Yeah. Um. You can see your progression, although sometimes it doesn't feel like you're getting anywhere.
0: Yeah, we'll unpack that a bit more later. Yeah. yeah.
1: You, um, and it's just very structured, and you just know, you can guarantee, and from my brain, I like the process. Yeah. Um. The process all the way through the training leading up to a comp, and even from the night before comp, the night before, the day of, you can guarantee how everything's going to be. Do you have rituals? Absolutely, I have rituals. Too. Tell us
0: about some rituals.
1: So from what I eat, I have to eat the same thing the day of comp, and that's only because I don't puke it back up when I'm deadlifting. Can you tell us what that is? Bacon and <laughs> pie and a ham and cheese or a beef and cheese bun. And is that like low gi it, what is yeah it? it is and it doesn't there's nothing repeating it's not going to repeat. repeat on me so it's not going to fit your performance yeah, no and then a really really strong coffee yeah going into my deadlifts. yeah and some lollies some lollies and some lollies um but see this we've got comp uh the last comp for the year is the last local comp is Hawks bay champs which is this weekend mm. And I haven't competed since nationals last year
0: in November. one. So, so tell us about those. Tell us about those um, records that you hold, Jess, in deadlift. Tell us just what they are.
1: So I have got the world record squat for wheel powerlifting at 148 kilos.
0: That's impressive.
1: Uh, the I don't have the bench, unfortunately. I have got the deadlift, which I set that record at 181. And wow. then broke it on the same day at 185. So good. And then over the three lifts, your best lift is taken, and that gives you a total. Yeah. And so I've got that for the record total Yeah, as well.
0: And what's the bench world record at the moment for your class? Um, 100
1: 102 or 105, and my PB bench is 98.
0: Okay, so it's within range.
1: Absolutely within range, and I had two cracks at the Nationals last year. Had done it so many times in training.
0: you had done one I should.
1: No, sorry, 100. I wanted to get 100. Yeah. yeah. Um, Done it so many times in training. Got to comp. And I think, to be honest, I was probably a little bit too cocky. Really? That's unusual of you. Yeah. I just, I think I went a little blase about it. Why is that? Because I'd done it so many times, I thought it was a given.
0: Yeah, interesting. Interesting how we fool ourselves yeah. sometimes, isn't it? On the mental. We're unpacking the bigger one. So cool. So basically, New Zealand champ, Oceania champ hold four world records. Um,
1: so you strive on structure. Absolutely. Everything in my life is structure. Yeah. So
0: are you real sort of like, you know, when we train, I'm a bit OCD, like where I put my water bottle on my towel. Maybe you're not that bad, but yeah. like, you like everything you OCD, o-
1: like you wouldn't believe.
0: Yeah. And you like that because it keeps because you like to be in control. Yeah. Yeah. And that helps you perform.
1: Yeah. Which is, I think, why I like powerlifting or individual sports, because I'm in control. I don't have to rely on someone else to do it. And you don't have to blame anyone else. No. Because you're you're secondary responsibility. Yeah. It's funny because obviously, you know, some
0: of the listeners here, they're rural sales managers, rural business owners, farming related, rural services, and that whole concept of self-responsibility uh without sounding outrageous I think you know sometimes that's getting a bit lost isn't it you know people not actually doing what they said they were going to do so tell me then on that don't talk about me because it would just embarrass me and (laughs) it's not about me it's more around what we can give the listeners in terms of insights and intel is what makes a really good um training client for you What, what 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 typifies them what are their traits and attributes that you go I really enjoy training this person because you and I have got parallels. We both train for a living. We both earn a living training people. Mm. What what makes a really good student for you? Like a good training client for you? What do you look for? What do you enjoy most?
1: Um, other than the benta, because if yeah. you don't have benta, it <laughs> is you are pushing out You can swear it's the fun. whole session. It yeah. is really tough.
0: It's long, long, long yeah. It's
1: really, really hard. Um, but also someone that's coming in, you wanted a trainer because you didn't know this much. Yeah. You wanted help with that, So that's why, like, people are employing you. Yeah. Because you have knowledge that they don't. Yeah. Same thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but then they're willing to do that stuff and listen, mm. not coming in going, yeah, I know that, I know that, I know that.
0: Well,
1: mm. if you know that, why have you got me here? Yeah. And, and why isn't it working?
0: Yeah. So what do you look for, like, when you take on clients, because you're probably like me, you're like, I'm going to work with some people, I'm not going to work with others. When you look at clients, you go, what makes a good client for you? What, what are the traits or attributes? What is it that you look for? You go, I like you because not only the banter, but what What are the other things you look for?
1: Basically, when so if someone comes in and we'll have a little bit of a chat and they know what they want, but they don't know just how to get that little bit more.
0: Interesting. So were you talking about goals or... Yep. Yeah, we, either quantified or um, you know. So I'm got a client
1: at the the moment who's just struggling a little bit, um and has gone a little bit off track. And so I said to her last week, "Look, let's set some goals." And she mm. goes, "What should I do?" And I said, "They're not my goals.
0: Yeah, interesting. You
1: set them, but they you. I need a long term goal. Mm. Then we, let's get a mid term goal, mm. and then let's break down mm. all these short term goals so we can track it all the way through mm. and see if we are on track to hitting that end goal. So all these short term goals." Will relate to the midterm, which will relate to yes. the, the long term, yeah. Um, so sort of like stepping stones, yeah, absolutely. But and I set those goals for myself in going into comp, yeah, and I have done that for this comp, and I don't tell anyone them, yeah. Um, and I know some people do because then they feel that they're being held accountable, yeah, interesting. But yes. I'll whip myself up if I know, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't need someone yes. to do it, for the listeners. I've known Jess for five years,
0: and she is a very, a very staunch, very stoic very proud person in a good way but also very private person so we're really really lucky to get on this podcast because I, I had to sacrifice two gym sessions for this, so <laughs> you guys better be listening so yeah. um but now just so this this is awesome so i want to unpack it a bit more so you like the banter uh, you like that they're self-directed they're setting their own goals and i thought that's really neat how you said hey uh, your client there, uh, well, what what do you think? You go, well, no, what do, what do you want? Yeah. And then
1: they're it, owning that, right? Yeah, because then if they, uh, there's no point me going, I want you to do this, mm. because why should you? If you don't want to do it, then there's no reason for you to do it. But if you, like, so this client, I said to so I don't even need to know that long-term goal. Yeah, And because, you know, we're at a gym, so I said it doesn't even have to be weight-based, like, you know, sort of body weight, mm. to, and not about losing weight, because you need it to be something that's measurable, um and little things so like for her I said maybe you want to do pull-ups in yeah. six weeks
0: mm.
1: we work to that if your long-term goal is to have lost a couple of kilos mm. change the focus yeah um to something else see I have lost so much body fat yeah from powerlifting yeah because my focus wasn't on lifting on that's it. Absolute awesome bonus, mm. and it's a byproduct of the work that I've done to reach another
0: goal. So it was a it, yeah, it was a byproduct of that. Because mm. the goal was obviously the titles, or the yeah, weight, or the, the weights right? Lift, yeah. Yeah.
1: And at the end of the day, with some powerlifting, I can see that I might have someone that's I'm um, chasing mm. or is chasing me. Mm. I, if I can't beat them, I can't beat them. If okay. I and that's fine. Providing I worked as hard as i could and if i left that platform going i had nothing left
0: this is so good because i there was a very famous I might put it in the show notes there's a very famous um picture of mike tyson i think it's the first time he got beaten he said there's nothing worse than seeing a man or woman beaten by themselves yep absolutely they beat themselves yeah it's that, a horrible feeling and, to we, walk away. We, and we see that i see that in sales a lot where these yep. guys aren't guys or girls aren't making the most of the opportunities they're given they're not following up they're not being persistent, and that's persistent, not insistent, and they're not planning, preparing their course so they're winging it and wasting opportunity, and they waste time, money, of themselves, the companies they work for, and the farmers that they sell yeah. to. So it's yeah. like they don't kind of like, back to our original thing, they just don't take responsibility for themselves, and that's self-accountability. Yeah. And I think that's quite a rare, would you say that's quite a yeah. rare trait? Do you see yeah. that a lot or yeah. not?
1: Yeah, we've had um, people lifting and... So when you bench, if you want the you'll have a spotter loader help lift the bar out mm, to you to where I've you want. That it.
0: When I come and, watch, yeah. and
1: you will say where you and then you're good to go. So you haven't gassed yourself just by getting the weight out yeah. to where you want. Yeah. And then with I've heard someone saying, Oh yeah, I missed that lift because the spotter didn't give it to me very well, didn't handle. But <laughs> that's no, you didn't. Nah, that's all about you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it's so easy to apportion blame, isn't it?
1: Yeah, just you know, at the end of the day, it, you missed that, you did it, you weren't strong enough today
0: yeah so good like listeners as well there's another thing that another lesson that jess is sharing here is it's the whole kind of uh mirror versus window that we talk about like are you looking out the window um pointing everyone else are you looking in the mirror pointing back at yourself and it's the funny you know we've met the enemy and it's us as you know like often we defeat ourselves others don't defeat us oh yeah and this whole blame culture isn't it like oh the economy shit's going to crap input costs are going up Farmers don't want to sell, uh, don't want to buy, uh, wrong time this season, haven't got the right products. Like the excuses carry on and carry on. Yet in sports, like in sales, there's a top 10, top 20% that continually perform. Yeah, right? So yeah. it's about the attitude. And it has been week.
1: affected by the same things
0: Absolutely. in the world. Absolutely. And, and at time of um, recording here, we're uh, November 22, uh, world's a bit shaky, there's a lot going on, there's a lot of macro stuff going on. And I was talking to a client yesterday and I said, well, a recession is the sum of all average businesses combined. But if you're not an average business, it's not going to affect you mm. because you're not yes. working at average. And we talk about the mediocre majority, which is a story for another day. So for you, when you're competing, you are competing against generally those at the top that are either chasing you or chasing them. They're at the top of the game, right? Yep. And that brings out the best in you, doesn't yep, it? Yep, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I've competed lots where I don't have any competition. Mm direct competition um then I might be the only one in my class how do you motivate yourself then when um, you don't have competition because then I've set my goals ah, so you're responsible to yourself yeah I've already set my it is hard Mm. because I might look and go well I've already bloody won my class yeah um but then you've got to just go well am I happy though if I just pull back yeah because I don't have to do any more work
0: yeah yeah so it's interesting again, like as a coach, you're almost kind of coaching yourself there, aren't you? Because oh, you're yeah. having to hold yourself to a higher standard. And I'm talking about you're almost in a third person, which is kind of weird, right? But you get I know it. What you mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like you're going, I have to hold myself to a higher standard than I hold myself to, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because you've got no competition. So you're going, well, I'm not going to compete with them. I'm going to compete with myself and I am my biggest competitor. Yeah. And that's
1: right? the only way you can you can do that so long as you don't want to leave, I don't think, anything. You shouldn't leave anything with shoulda, cut waters.
0: Yeah, I Absolutely agreed. nothing at all. I'm just looking for something while you talk as well, which is terrible. Um, what I wanted to say is, you remember when we often talk about boxing? Yeah. And, you know, I love our fights and love boxing, and you like your um, MMA and all the rest of it. Uh, Tyson Fury, when he fell off his uh, WBC perch against Vladimir Klitschko, he kind of had this narrative which was like, I have arrived, so I no longer need to do the work.
1: This you got to work hardest. That's
0: when he's got to work harder. So this is why I've got Jess on because the psychology and the toughness of this. And I mean, I'm not. It's not like a David Goggins thing, but he says, "Well, you've got to go to war with yourself sometimes." He's extreme. It's very yeah. He's, he's extreme. extreme. That guy's extreme. If anyone's watching him on Facebook, he is. He's a guy uh, who runs with his shirt off and screams at the camera. And his favorite byline is "Stay hard." That's what he says. But he's crazy. But we're not. We're not here to put David yeah. Goggins. So tell me more about. We've talked about what you like to see, what makes a good client and a good person to train, because I'm learning lots here as well, which is bloody selfishly awesome for me. What are some of the mistakes you see your clients make who aren't the things that we said they are? Like what do you think some of the mistakes you see, either people that compete against or people that you train, obviously don't know names, but people that don't reach their true potential, why do you think that is?
1: Um in terms of clients, and I know that you know training is hard. No matter what training you're doing, if you are just training to get through your day a little bit better, or you're training for something, it's it's hard. It's hard for everyone. I don't like training half the time, but I don't want to look like a dick. So ha- that's your driver, is it? Yeah. I don't. You I don't, don't want. Yeah, I don't want to let myself. I don't want to be disappointed and go. I don't want to turn around like next Saturday afternoon and go, yeah, that's because I wasn't training now.
0: Do you then, do you come to the stage, the platform then, when you have your comps and you go, does anyone ever go, does anyone ever get to like, for me, I keep using the metaphor back to sales for me or like a, mm. a big presentation or you're at the platform. I'm at pitch, you're at the platform, right? Two concurrent worlds. Ah, uh, I wish I'd, I wish I'd done less training. Does anyone ever say that to themselves?
1: Um, newbies, no, newbies wouldn't say it. Yeah. But for us, um, for competing this last week, so my this week now, I will train tomorrow really light, and that'll be it. Yeah. that is less training because I need to go into Saturday absolutely amping and itching to move and nothing hurting and feeling really, really good. What do they call it in athletics? You temper off? Yeah, yep. so tapering. Yeah, so deloading. We'll so deload. you won't
0: be... You won't be doing any workouts, any training. I'll do
1: a really light one tomorrow just to get today's to keep Tuesday. Moving.
0: Tomorrow's Wednesday. Yeah. You comp on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. So but if I don't do down.
1: yeah. If I don't do tomorrow, it won't be a biggie. Yeah. So you will get people, yeah, sort of new people that freak out that like, I need to train it right up to Friday. Right, so on Saturday I'm gonna forget how to squat. Mm. But that's just news. Yeah. Um, and I think as you get older as you've competed more, you get a little bit more um Confident in what you're doing and what you can do. Do you still get nervous? Oh my gosh, yeah. I'll worry if I don't get nervous.
0: And what's your body signalling to you when you get nervous? Do you
1: think I, I, I start thinking about it when I'm, I'm dreaming about it when I, when I go to sleep. I will be thinking about the comp, which really annoys me because I don't feel nervous now, mm. but subconsciously I know that I'm thinking about it because I will dream about the lifting.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So when that starts happening, I've now started the lifts that I want to get on the day, I think about those, I can feel those happening. Interesting. So I will and it, I will start it from when it's kind of, yes, I'm visualising what's going to happen. Yeah. So that when I go out there, I know everything. So I know where I'm going to be sitting before I go out to lift. I know where the platform is going to be, all of that sort of stuff. I know what the bar is going to feel like. And I can visualize myself doing it. I can even nearly feel the weight. So for a squat, I can feel the weight on my back when I'm thinking about it. That's
0: great. So you almost visualize it in high definition. Absolutely. So you know exactly where you're sitting, where you're standing, your entrance, your walk up, yep. to the platform, how the bench feels. On everything. Your back, yep.
1: Everything. Absolutely everything. Yep. everything. And so they will yell out, bar is loaded. Mm. And then I've got a minute to move the bar, so I've got a minute to get out there. Not even complete the movement, to start having moved. Yeah. Um, and once once I hear bar loaded, and I've got belt on or wrist straps or whatever I'm, I've got on, I can't hear anything. Mm, can't mm. hear anything at all. All I can hear is the ref. Yeah. Um, Yet yeah, you see people that they'll come out and people are yelling and screaming. They're like, hey, hey, and it's like, hey, concentrate.
0: Yeah, you're not yeah. thinking
1: about what you've got to do now.
0: Yeah, so they're distracted. Which, you're aware of this, You're
1: playing up to the people. Don't.
0: Funny, people. I've seen you. I've seen you. I've watched you a couple of times, and you are definitely not. You're you're within yourself. Oh, heck yeah. you. know, you're not. not yeah, no
1: But I, that will turn off as soon as I finish that lift. Then I'll go and sit outside again, chill out, relax, have a laugh, and don't think about it again mm. until about two minutes before. So I've you don't think
0: about the weights, the, baby, are the weights that you're um, aiming for. Saturday.
1: Yeah, there are. Yep, yeah. uh, particularly in the squat, Um, because it's been a year. I'd like to match the the record. I can't break the world record at this one. You can only break world records at nationals or, or obviously yeah. internationals. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there, there's some numbers that I'd like yeah, to definitely so. keep.
0: Like sure. Yeah, yeah, understand. So we talked about how some people will excel and perform, and I think the big theme is self responsibly kicking your own ass. Like I, you know, when I'm helping teams recruit salespeople rural sales teams, I look for two traits. The biggest trait is self-motivation. Mm. Like they can kick their own ass. Mm. The second one I look for is conscientiousness, which I've only just learned how to pronounce. Yeah, spell Maybe for another day. Um <laughs> But like, being conscientious and kicking your own ass is two massive, massive things I look for because it shows that they care. And it's saying there's so many parallels in, in, in how you train people and how I train people. So tell me more about, um, tell me about the psychology side because obviously when we're having banter and we're, mm. you're training me, we'll have good chats. Sometimes we'll, you know, piss take and light and that's good and I'm glad, you know, hopefully I've got good banter-ish. But um, the... The psychology side you've got a psychology haven't you
1: i mean i told about that i am in psychology just yeah. recently yeah um and what I did d- you learn oh heaps it's um more how to one thing for myself how i do things why i do things yes. is a thing someone has already it's i'm not weird <laughs> because it, it is a thing there's a reason why i do these are yeah, understand. And I understand now the reasons for a lot of things as to why people do things. Yeah. Um. Not hugely. I mean, it's, I've only got the timer, so you know, it's not. But it's a a really good base mm. to understand stuff. And I start. I wanted to do it for my clients to understand, mm. and for myself mm. to understand how how they train, what motivates them, mm. and then also for myself. How and for me, how to get myself out of any um, training slumps that I've found myself yeah. in. My cell phone. Yeah. So for you and for clients, Absolutely. and you're very, you've always been humble.
0: That's what we love about you. But it's for your clients and it's for you. So what did you look? What were your main tickets? So why don't we talk about psychology of self when you were reading this stuff, doing the papers? Because yep. I've kind of accompanied you remotely in the last couple of years, and we were swapping as you were going through doing this diploma. What were the main things you took out around psychology of self, like those aha moments?
1: Um, um that's hard. I don't know. Mm. I have to think of every paper there was something for uh, for all of it, other than statistical analysis, which yeah.
0: I could yeah. just no. We don't like statistics much. No, finish, no. Sure. no.
1: Um, what about then?
0: Maybe while you think about that, what about on the client side, on other people? Because the aim is you, you did some papers, didn't you, and did some projects and yeah, dissertation yes. on yeah. What did you? Do so I did
1: one on. Relating to COVID and how people would respond in a competition
0: mm.
1: without uh, without um, that spectators. That is, yeah. So, do they uh, would people compete better without the spectators because there is that distraction, or would they not compete as well because they don't have that feedback from spectators yelling and cheering and screaming and clapping for them? Um, I know a couple of people that will will compete better with people they are yelling and screaming mm. and watching them, mm. um and just how does that affect performance? And mm. so that's they're extrinsically motivated where mm. it is so important in any like this where you want to be the top of mm. your game, whatever that be mm. to be intrinsically motivated. Mm. you've got to be able to motivate yourself. You mm. shouldn't because when those people aren't there, mm. those external motivators aren't there, you're screwed.
0: yeah. Yeah, it's also like you know when you rely on your self worth from others.
1: Yeah, 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 From
0: within, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, what else did you find? Like, see, so did you find? So, did you have to do a paper or insights
1: or interviews on that? Or How did you go about that? Working um, about that was the that was the main one that I really really enjoyed, and obviously it was a, a diploma, so we weren't able to actually put sure. it to the test. Yeah, I did have to. You did literature review and yeah, like that. and yeah. I had to write it up as if we were going to actually do yeah. the research properly yeah, yeah. on it um it was an okay I, yeah, I can't remember the other ones that we did we were able to choose which yeah, ones yeah. we did so what what are the other ones that you sort
0: of took out for clients so it makes you an even better trainer than you already like because obviously the psych stuff you've done it uh, already at a way deeper level than me because i don't have a on i'm, I'm mm-hmm. kind of like a pragmatic psychologist with a, a bit of sales phone in but you know on that like what did you learn they went, oh, that's brilliant, I could I could use that and I could take that, you know, for a client.
1: There was a lot when we did a paper on psychology of stress.
0: Yeah, tell me um, about that.
1: that. That was really good and how it affects your body. Yeah. So, you know, I'll get people coming in, they are stressed out and they're like, I just want to beat something up, I want to chuck it right <laughs> around because um, that's going to make me sick. That's not me, but <laughs> Don't tell about the faces
0: before the punch <laughs> bag yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's There's private,
1: no private joke. Yeah. That's private. <laughs> client, client. They, they get treated for... right, so as soon as yeah, you're awesome. finished. That's never happened. Yeah. See, she's a pro, guys. It's never happened. Um, but that kind of stuff, is that's not going to make you better. Mm. That's not going to help you. It's, you know, And then, then it starts getting into hormones and everything. Like you are stressed out to the help. Mm. You go and smash your body again, you're more stressed out. Yeah. So your cortisol. Your cortisol. And your adrenal glands are just firing up yeah. even more. Which, and so it's just compounding.
0: Uh, mm. Exercise is a stressor on your body. Mm. Well, extreme exercise is a stressor on your body too. Like mm. there's a, there's a, they always oh, yes. say there's good stress and then there's
1: You need bad stress. stress, we all need stress.
0: Yeah. And so it can be positive because it a stressor can be, as long as it's
1: not sustained. Yeah. So as long as you short. know how to yeah. put it away. Yeah. Yeah. You need stress. And I think maybe that's a thing at the moment, which is probably going away. No, no, the no, there's plenty, plenty of stress. People don't want to get stressed now. Well, I think... So then what's going to happen? Because you're just going to. Yeah, it's going to happen all Something's the time. Something's going to... Well, again, economics,
0: recessions, COVID, Ukraine war, whatever else the stress is... thing
1: you're off when you're driving is the stress. Yeah. But, of course, our amygdala jumps yeah. to, like, you bastard. Yeah, and you start mouthing off and yeah. perhaps more than you should yeah. or, or would normally if you weren't already. Yeah. yeah
0: there was this black car, um, RAV4, actually. Was there? Much. Yeah. Around
1: the town. No, oh, you can't trust those rav <laughs>
0: so yeah it's interesting so stress response can be a good thing right i think if you use it like as i say you hold yourself to your own standard um sometimes not always i reckon i hold myself to an okay standard sometimes i think i let myself down um depending on fatigue schedule traveling kids family uh nutrition sleep yeah exercise how many times I got to the gym you, you've known me for years and years and years you know sometimes I've got more yeah. energy than less energy like all human beings but like um so what what keeps you in the game what keeps you going to keep training to keep competing what is it that you you love about what you do
1: my son asked me this a while ago um and I haven't got where I want to be yet I mm. haven't achieved those things mm. I've I've got close to some of it
0: mm. and I've
1: still got gas in the tank.
0: Mm.
1: So just use it. And do you know what this, I'm asking you guys, like you, Singe and all you know, all my other clients to do things that are really difficult and out of their comfort zone. Mm. Um, I can't ask you to do that if I'm not going to put myself out of my comfort zone.
0: Yeah, agreed. Mm. agree. Um, well, that's why you've got so much credibility for us. You know, when you teach us either in class or you teach me one-on-one, and you're very well known is and very well respected for your for your accolades and what you've achieved, which you don't really talk about because you're so damn humble. It's why we love your pieces, is you do you do put us through the ring sometimes, but we know that you
1: I wouldn't ask you to do something if I wouldn't
0: have hundred percent You do it you're, you're wouldn't
1: have a crack at it. rooting it
0: beautifully. So when you tell us to go and do twenty-one, fifteen nine yeah. pull-ups off, off the bat, yeah, you know that you could do that. Because we know you've got the credibility. And it's funny, as a teacher, as a trainer which is a privileged position, you cannot ask your students, your clients to do anything they don't mm. want to do It's the same with me. I've done the cold calls. I've yes. driven up driveways. I've walked eight kilometres, going to field days with quite a few people politely telling me to fuck off and that we're not relevant for them and everything else. But all the time, many, many years ago, I literally visualised, not the same with you, but I visualised I need to feed my family. Yeah. And if I don't go and have some conversations and create some connections and then carry on those conversations, I wasn't going to get paid. Yeah, I wasn't going to keep my job. And you know, funny enough, I think.
1: And you're I, not a quitter.
0: No, no, I'm not a quitter. But you know, you've also got to know when to quit. Oh yeah. So what do you think about that? Do you think there's sometimes people quitting is not for failure
1: For me, for for lifting, um, I I think that it's just going to count. it won't feel like.
0: I just won't feel like I want to do it because you won't be intrinsically motivated. Yep. You won't. I just feel won't.
1: It. Yeah. I will. do Yeah. And I'm hoping that when it becomes extrinsically motivated, then I will know to mm. pull the pin. Um, you know, finish on top.
0: Yeah, I agree. Because I
1: think if, and probably if I do start dropping, my numbers aren't going up or they start going backwards, then, and I'm still doing everything I can to get there. Yeah. Maybe that's my body just going, okay, I'll give it up now. <laughs> so I, think I, think I think we're a few years away from that, yeah. But I mean, it's interesting
0: about, Finishing on top, you know, you see some athletes that carry on and on and on. Uh, Federer recently, you know, he finished on top. McCall. Yeah, so Rich yeah, McCall. finished good. on top, but there's some guys and girls that keep going and going, and it just erodes all the goodness yeah. and all the accolades and all the achievements that they've done. So, like, it's what you remember is the last thing you did. Well, that's, that's the recency bias. It's called the peak end effect. So, it's also why uh, when you go to a concert, you go to Elton John here, mm-hmm. or wherever. Mm-hmm. They always play their favorite, the biggest song last because they want your end on a peak end effect, yep. right? Uh, they start That's strong you and they mean finish that. strong. Yep. Very good tip there for presenting or pitching. You've got to come in your best and you've got to finish strong. You've got to start strong as well. So, Jess, we're going to finish up, but before time sort of um, goes away on us, can you tell me about some sports people that have been role models for you? People who who's been your biggest influence? And it might be might be parents, could be family, could be role models, could be community. Who who you know because you're. You're a pretty unique individual. Who has influenced you in
1: your life? Um obviously the kids. Mm. Our, our kids, our kids are amazing. Um, and my husband, but and athletes. I trained a couple of girls, started training them when they were early, early teens. Mm. And they were amazing. And they've gone off international athletes. Um, ones are based in America. And they never whinged because they loved it. Mm. They never were like, oh, I've got you know, a couple of hours of training, two hours in the morning, two hours in the afternoon. Um, they never whinged. And I'd watch them thinking, I don't know if there's so many people that aren't like that. But it's because they loved what they were doing. If you don't love it, you aren't going to want to do it. Well, don't do it. Don't do it, yeah. And these girls, and they're completely different sports, um and they never ever complained about their training and doing doing that hard stuff and they were absolutely stuffed at the end of trainings. So they come to me for strength and then they had other coaches for their sport, mm. for their sport specific stuff. Mm. Um and it's because they loved they loved it and so I'd look at them and go, yeah, I I I did love it.
0: Bus. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't whinge.
1: Didn't win. Did no, they and just did it. it and still still don't and they're in their mid
0: to late 20s now you must have some clients probably like me that maybe they're not intrinsically motivated maybe their wife or their partner or their husband or their kids said hey you need to go to the gym you need a pt and again it's that external motivation Mm. not that intrinsic motivation whereas you've got some of the clients and again you know protect the innocent that are intrinsically motivated because you see them turn up right yeah Consistently, yeah, week in week the, out.
1: The ones that are extrinsically motivated, that all the motivation isn't.
0: I've got to have a PT.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sweet as I exercise because I have a PT. Yeah, tick, um, it tick doesn't box. cut it. Yeah, um, you got to put the work in. Yeah, yeah. It's not you just coming into the gym is not going to get you that goal that you have. Mm. Um, or they are coming in. I, and I know that weight loss is, a, is for every everyone is mm. weight loss mm. is, but it's not a good enough motivator <clears throat> mm. because you're never going to be put on the spot. Do
0: you think it's more around that whole concept of vanity versus sanity? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because you get clients that oh, sorry, I can't come today because I've got a hair appointment. But that's instant for them. That they. That sounds like the. Them. I'm sorry, I am lost my hair tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't. I don't have no, much hair, so it, it drives well, me nuts.
0: Well, I've never used that one on you yet.
1: No, you haven't. No, but, no. Just when you have no, got just, your nails
0: done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so you're going to
0: get Okay, okay. Yeah, pussy. Okay. Yeah, so, um, turning up for training is so key because that whole consistency versus intensity. Like some cynic, whether you like him or not, and how. Uh, gold circle and why what and how he said that an example of consistency in a gym uh context is i'm just gonna go to the gym for eight hours solid i'm gonna work out for eight hours and i'm gonna do that once every three months sorted sorted or i'm gonna go to the gym every single day or every other day for 30 minutes and i'm gonna do what i need to do and i'm gonna do that yeah every single other day and, uh, and it's the whole consistency versus intensity because you see it and i see it where people turn up bright-eyed bushy-tailed yeah I'm into the training. Yeah, go, 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 go. And then they don't do the program.
1: Okay. And then it's gone. Because I can
0: see them when they yeah. log into the program, whether they're yeah, not yeah, doing yeah. the program or not, online. Yeah. And I'm going, hold on. You know, and I had a client who paid a ridiculous amount of money for it, you know, obviously a lot of value, lots of participants, lots of training, lots of content, but they haven't logged into the program. And I'm like, what? So that's a bit like you, having a PT yeah, trainer. Paying for it doesn't it, get it, you the results. Paying for it doesn't get you results. Yeah, Doing it gets yeah. you results, doesn't yeah. it?
1: And coming in, um, you know, Clients will come in, and they were. Like, oh, I want to be here. I'm like, oh, I didn't ask you to come in.
0: Yeah. So the not, narrative's already gone. They've already beat themselves. Yeah. They've already beat themselves.
1: Yeah. You're not coming in for me. You're coming in for you. I'm just helping you.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So if, if you want to go, and I have this we goal. If I get right and like everyone's, you know, has really bad days. And so my little goal when they come in, I can see that someone's feeling rough or they yeah. don't want to be there and they're not even speaking <laughs> is to have them feeling better. <laughs> Present companies. <of> <laughs> when they leave yeah, and to and to be chatty yeah. and no matter what their physical goals are, if I can get them feeling better, then that's mentally feeling better. yeah, That's, that's way about. more important than yeah. Them doing maxing out on squats or something like that, yeah, or 50 yeah. million
0: workers. I tell you a little story, um, which is my claim to fame and the only thing I can kind of dine on. I haven't really backed it up <laughs> ever since. So I'm milking it big time. Go. So uh, Jessie's yeah. only doing this because I've had, right? obviously she would have been, beaten, me, gone, <laughs> punched me in the face. Um, I did Cappy Island Swim many, many years ago. And I had a mate who I was training with. And we were in either Ramatty Pools or Korori Pool, I think it was in Wellington where I was training and we're about to do a whole set, and he goes, oh, this is going to be so hard. Yeah, you certainly really. <laughs> it's going to be hard. And, like, I just ignored him, and I, I actually barreled him. I said, I don't barrele him. I just said, mate, you've already beaten yourself. Like, of course it's going to be hard, but the fact you've intrinsically and used your internal narrative, you're making it even harder. So I'm not talking about Pollyanna, like, oh, this is going to be fantastic. You know, this is be, but – this is a challenge and I'm up for it and I'm going to have to do this 30 laps or these 20 laps straight out and we're going to do it. Mm. And um, to his credit, he said, yeah, no, you're right to pull me up on my shit there. Um, Because sometimes, you know, that psychology of self that we've talked about, which you did your diploma on and me and I'm learning about myself all the time. I'm aware of my work in progress. I've got my deficiencies and, and skeletons, but, you know, I'm learning more and more. As I get older, how much I don't know about myself, and that psychology itself, and the importance of talking to yourself in a respectful, kind.
1: Oh, life. 100%. percent! I've got clients that come in and then, like, oh, look at me, I'm fat. I don't want to look in the mirror, and I'm like, you can't say that. Stop you don't saying right that right now, because everyone else is real keen to have a crack at you, yeah, and put you down. So you yeah. don't do it
0: yourself, because you're already, you're already. Below the start line. You know, I have it when I um, do what I call affectionately truck time I jump in with rural reps. That's oh, usually yeah. when I'm not washing my hair. You know, when I say yeah, can't yeah. come because you am trying wash my hair now, so. in a truck. No, but I do truck time with these guys and I jump in, predominantly men, and they go, oh, so shit it sells. <laughs> oh, I hate my job. Um, oh, yeah, I don't know why I'm doing this. Or, or more importantly, that's an extreme version, is they don't, Have a belief in themselves. And it's really sad. And like you, my job is to say to them, you do have a worth, you do have a value, you're going to have to train for it, you're going to have to plan, you have to prepare. It's not going to come quickly spit, but you can learn. And and as I say, we can all learn to do something that we don't know how to do if we want to apply ourselves. But the big if is you've got to have the intrinsic fuel, the desire, the motivation to do it because you've got to kick your own ass. Because otherwise I go away. I can't hold their hand every single day and, no. and get them up, get them motivated like you. They've got to motivate. Yeah, They've got to like their own fast, so to speak. But, yeah, I sit in the truck and they go, oh, I'm not really good at this. I'm not really cut out for sales. I'm like, well, if you're thinking that already, then how do you think you're going to form with a client? Yeah. It's not going to work. So we work a lot in the program around psychology of self, and that's not a selling program. It's just the fundamental basis of performance is you've got to get your own head straight yeah. in the game, man, in yeah. the whole sports psychology. But, look, I want to wrap it up. Because you've been super generous your time. Other other people you admire, other people you respect in the sports world. They could be New Zealand, Australian, world stage. Who women, men, who else motivates you? I know you motivate yourself, but mm. who else have you seen as role models, influencers? Or have you got curious about, or read about, or watched, or followed? Who do you
1: really bad like that? Aren't you? Really bad oh, like that. So not on any social media.
0: No. So right.
1: I don't, the Black Ferns. Yeah, they are cool. They yeah. are. They're going great. Cool chicks. Yeah. Um, and there was an article yesterday, this morning, mm. and Wayne Smith was talking about being in the bus mm. the girls when he's going on trips. Interesting, yeah. And, and they, so when he was with the guys, it was headphones on, no one's talking, everyone's focused, and it's quite intense. Yeah. sitting in the bus. Yeah. Um, and he said he's, the difference. So with the girls, they are singing, they're dancing, they're joking, there's chatter, and that's how they bond because you can't keep that up that intensity
0: up so long
1: because it'll just the, all that adrenaline will dump and you're gone yeah. so yeah how those girls do that stuff mm. um i it, it's probably that that's i identify with how they prep themselves
0: yeah um and also the fact that they are basically not necessarily professional full-time right yeah you know mums have yeah. got part-time jobs or, yeah. jobs or full-time careers. And the other thing is that whole concept of probably start for another day, and I'm going to get another guy on to talk about this, hopefully in a few weeks' time, is around environmental design. So you know how you envi- you design your environment in terms of yep. your diet, night before comp, morning of during environmental design is very, very important. And I think with Wayne Smith, um, my sense is obviously him and Graham Henry we were very, very good. And we, we were pulling the books from a bookshelf here with Legacy with James Kerr. James Kerr, great book, Legacy, by the way, guys, is um around how they create the right environment. Yeah. And your environment can be not just the physical things, but people things yeah. as well. You know, and if you don't surround yourself by the right people, if you are, I would I would say for you, mate, you're one of my one of my top five in my room, because I see you three times a week. So you're quite a big yeah. influence on me, right? Uh you know I've got a big job, but full on, care about the family, travel a fair bit, there's a lot going on, Aussie in New Zealand. But um you make a conscious choice of who you with and they people are going to yeah. pull you up. We're going to push you down, yeah. So that environmental design, when you talk about black turns in the bus, long winded way of saying Wayne Smith is obviously he is creating, he is melding and molding around the natural environment those black ferns are creating. Yeah, he's not imposing a male, yeah. masculine dominated environment around those this girls. Is how
1: it should be because he's going, I'm going with this. It works for you, it works for you.
0: But you know, obviously, they pit France that weekend, can to time a show, it's awesome, and obviously, we wish them all the best. But, Jess, yeah. um. I want to say thanks for coming in. Oh
1: thanks, Hans. It was uh, I was really nervous about coming in. I it? know you were. And is it funny? I was so did, hoping you'd forget. <laughs> and there is text me
0: again going, Hey, 12 <laughs> o'clock. Here's the address. Google, <laughs> pin, oh, no, pin. I know I saw that.
1: that. I got an email about I got it. An
0: email, message. got a text about it. That was me. It's not even my yeah. video. Yeah. Um, but no, um, I really, really um, Really tough to get you on the show, mate. Thanks no, it for being so Thank you, Sand. So Hope you've enjoyed the chat as well. Hope Again. the listeners have enjoyed the chat. I think there was a lot in there. It's good to see
1: you in clothes. I don't normally see you. Yeah. In
0: wow. Yeah. I mean, obviously close. wearing, you know, obviously a college shirt and, and a pair of pants. But um, no, I mean, I think the key thing here uh, that Jess has alluded to as a bit of a summary is the importance of self responsibility. Yeah. Like, no one's, no one's going to yeah. save you, eh? And yeah. the world doesn't owe you a living. No,
1: Absolutely. And just that. If we all look at someone and we go, Oh yeah, look, he's blaming that or oh, he's blaming that one and you know you he know he's all crap. So if you don't like that in someone else, don't be that.
0: Yeah. Be the opposite of it.
1: Yeah. Um if you don't like the way someone is acting, then make sure you don't act like yeah. that.
0: Yeah. I often say to clients when we're talking on the sort of more on the marketing side. And a lot of people give up that, that idea of is and like, oh, I've got a commodity product because it's just fertilizer or it's feed or it's fuel or whatever. I go, well, that is a defeatist attitude and I'm not being Pollyanna here, but ultimately you need to be everything that they're not. So there yeah. must be an edge that you can compete on. So last question, my friend, if you had one piece of advice for someone, because, you know, you've got a bit of a rural background yourself, you understand it when, when the province is here, what would you say to listeners? What would be one of your best pieces of advice you've ever got in life?
1: Um from my dad. Dad would do these crazy things, amazing things. You're like, Dad, what you didn't even say? And he goes, No, you just show people. Yeah. Don't tell them, show them. Yeah. That's something I always answered. So that is something I think about a lot going into my training. Mm. And when my numbers that I want mm. um, is what dad would always say. But mm. he bought this massive, big, amazing camera. Like, Look at Dad, like when did you say you were gonna get that? And he goes, You just go and you get it, you do it. (laughs) Don't tell people. (laughs) Yeah, that makes
0: so much sense. I I had another one which is really, really good. um, And it was um, Don't try to impress, just be impressive. Oh, yes. And I like that. And I'm not humble. I don't have humility. I'm probably vastly insecure, so I have to rev myself up. And, um, but at the end of the day, kind of like what I want is that all of us your results do the talking for you yeah. it's the yeah. player that doesn't do the talking on the field and doesn't talk off like it. and so show not tell is really your message isn't yeah. it so that no that's been awesome mate um, I've really enjoyed that so yeah I did on.
1: thank you thank you very much
0: awesome see, see you at the gym
1: see you tomorrow lunchtime look forward to it